back with another bottled up podcast i think this is my first time on this is, oh. this is will everyone first time being there for a live recording you've like you've sat in the room before but you didn't participate so we're gonna try something I slept new today the, yeah i slept on the couch the last oh time. that's right you fell asleep on the couch well i'm glad you enjoyed it then uh, I think every time Will's on, he's going to tell a bad joke. That's what we're going to do. So, Will, go ahead. Hit us with the bad joke of of this podcast. So I'm taking this geology class, all right? How is it? It rocks. Okay, I, I was going to have this entire build-up <laughs> until that question was asked, but, you know, it's all fair game. <laughs> so that's Will's first of what will probably be many bad jokes. No, that's the only one I can think of. <laughs> well, you'll have to have one by next week or whenever we next record together. So, Will knows nothing about NASCAR. He did get credentialed for a NASCAR race, but he just never showed up. <laughs> so, technically a NASCAR credentialed journalist as the co-host of Bottled Up. Yeah, I didn't think it was worth it to get up at 5 in the morning for all of that. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> I I didn't either. That's I, why I got up at 7. I, 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 I wouldn't have enjoyed the day, personally. I would have only been there around two hours, maybe. Because Jeff would have done everything, That's obviously. Fine. But at the end of the day, pe- people would probably start asking me questions or something, and I would never know how to respond. Nah. If anyone starts asking you questions, just... Hey, I, I ask the questions around here and then just pull out like a notebook or something and, and look busy. What do you think about the allegations? <laughs> well, look do you at have, my soup. <laughs> do, you, do you have any comments on the allegations? He's referencing a Eric Andre clip, and I'm guessing most of the listeners of hey, this Hey, hey, step don't... away from my client. Look at my soup. <laughs> I'm guessing most people that listen to this podcast don't know who Eric Andre is. No. Pretty much just bugs people in the streets and records it and gets on television and is famous that way. Because it looks, it, it always looks genuine. Like it really, you, does. you think at many points that this man is actually psychotic. <laughs> it's like Impractical Jokers taken to like the twentieth level. Never seen it. You've never seen Impractical Jokers. No, I don't like public public embarrassment things like that. Oh, oh man. I will. I will gladly sometimes do them if i'm feeling <laughs> like an a-hole at times but <laughs> most of the time i i can't stand watching other people do that and how they put up with those things well i don't know i i think that show's hysterical but i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna get all the nascar news. Yeah, hang no. on hang on hang on <laughs> we're gonna get all the nascar news out of the way here at the start so anyone that listens because people listen in for weekly nascar news yeah uh, unfortunately, J.D. Gibbs passed away Friday morning. I believe it was Friday morning is what the uh, announcement said. He was a chairman for Joe Gibbs, and it was a long battle with a neurological disease. I never had the chance to meet him, but if all the people uh, that work in media that I look up to are saying this guy was an incredible role model, then it's you know it's a pretty devastating loss of the sport, especially because you know he drove an Arca, he drove... Uh, quite a bit for Joe Gibbs, and he was a uh, chairman for the team and everything else, so he was a great asset to the sport. So, unfortunately, that was this is occurring, you know, pretty soon before Daytona. And 
I, I, I'm hoping to see some sort of tribute scheme by, I believe he drove the 18 car in ARCA, so they could probably work into that as long as the sponsors are on board, and I'm sure you know, Joe Gibbs can work something out, but I imagine the family is not interested in, in talking to any media or anything. So, J.D. Gibbs passed away Friday, January 11th, 2019. Uh, in other NASCAR news, Jimmy Johnson revealed his paint scheme. And you know what? In a, in a bit of time, we're going to bring it up, and I'm going to show Will to get his live reaction because the reactions to it have been mixed, to say the least. And I'm actually going to look it up right now. Will take a look at the paint scheme here once it loads because we actually didn't do a radio show today because the internet here is terrible it's for some reason today it's it's really bad but here's what we're gonna do will what do you think about the paint scheme once it oh i can't find i didn't look up the right thing uh ally bank paint scheme now it's <laughs> this should say a lot about the paint scheme. If you look up Jimmy Johnson Ally paint scheme, you have to scroll quite a bit down before you find it. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? How do you think that looks? Seeing that car on track, how do you think that would be? Mm, I don't know. What <laughs> what's what's bad about it? Well, what people don't like is the hood that there's so much lettering. Going, there's so much lettering on it. It's very distracting. Uh, I I like the the neon yellow numbers because that's a very Jimmy Johnson thing. I'm noticing now there aren't any of the standard sponsors on the side, and I don't know if that was just like an oversight. Well, that's just a model, but well, they still put them on the models. This is oh. what the car will look like, and there's an actual picture of the car, and there's no corporate sponsors. So, for example, there's like I actually learned something new. Those Corporate sponsors on the side are there so that, like, for example, the Pole Award, I believe it's Bush Light that sponsors it still for this year. So they have, like, a Bush Light sticker there. But if they don't have it there, they don't get the prize versus if they get it, they get some money and, and other stuff. So I wonder if they're not going to run the corporate schemes. That uh, would be... Listen, advertisements mean absolutely nothing. All it re- all it does is reminds me that Ally Bank exists, but it currently does not affect me at all. Well, advertising certainly is uh very applicable in the sport like it's done and I mean quite it's practically a... what it's fueled over. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of issues in the sport and what they're trying to do now is go to no title sponsor by I think it was 2021, 2022 is the goal. So what is now the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series will just be the NASCAR Cup Series, and that's in an effort to, like, get sponsors, like, to be less in demand, I guess, which is strange because, well, it makes sense. Really, the only way you can get a ride is if you're bringing money and sponsors to the table. For example, Brett Moffitt, defending Truck Series champion, did not have a ride until just a few days ago. And it's just crazy to think he ended up getting one, but for him, like, he wouldn't end up getting one at all where 
Johnny Sauter ended up not being in the seat, and he's a legend in the in the truck series, certainly a future Hall of Famer, many would expect. But he's out of a ride, and it's not looking like he's going to get one, and it's because he couldn't bring money to the table is what he ended up saying on uh, NASCAR XM in a very interesting interview. And it was that nobody was announced to take over the seat, and he went on NASCAR XM, and he said, well, it's going to end up being Brett Moffitt, I bet. And... Lo and behold, Brett Moffitt takes the seat. Brett Moffitt joins the battle, but that's uh, that's pretty much it for NASCAR news as far as I understand. There was a tire test, and it's interesting with the new package. Um, drivers haven't said much on it because probably what they would say wouldn't be too good. And usually with a tire test, you go out and run by yourself, but these guys are out running in packs, and they're saying it's hard to pass, the tires go away, and they're just... You know, pedal to the metal the entire way around, which is what I, you know, Matt Weaver and I were discussing uh, when he was on the show, and we're pretty worried about actually. But that's enough for NASCAR news. I think we're going to have a little more fun this podcast and move away from NASCAR and talk about other things. So, no, oh. you got any more bad jokes? No, no. Um, <laughs> the first thing I was going to mention was about um, <clears throat> Tyler Trent's funeral and vigil. That's right. That was. The past week, there yeah. was a funeral down in Indy. Was it in, in Carmel? Indy? It was Carmel. in Carmel. That's where he's from. Right. Yeah, they had that live streamed, and then the entire football team showed up. So that was that was really nice. Really, I didn't hear about that. I yeah. know there was a lot. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know if I don't know who gave a speech. I never saw any live streams or anything. I know one of his uh, friends did. His I, uncle did. No, I'm talking about the football team. Oh, okay. I think I think Blau went up. Probably. He was very close with Blau. Yeah. Then they had the vigil here on campus, and that was, gosh, there were easily five or 6,000 people there. I don't know. I didn't see. I was pretty close to the front. Oh, yeah. I was um, by the fountain. So I was in front of Hovde Hall, if anyone knows where that is on campus here at Purdue. The, the, big, the big old steps by the big old fountain. Right. And so I was standing about halfway from the fountain to yeah. the steps. Yeah, no, we were in, like, that center aisle by um, the corner where it opens up to the fountain, so. Oh, so we were probably pretty close to each other. I'm surprised I didn't mm-hmm. see you then. There's so many people, but. No, I meant, like, um, the corner where there's those bricks that are on the side. Oh, okay. So, like, we were, uh, like, almost underneath the metal part. Above. Yeah, I was a couple feet back from that. Oh, okay. So we were pretty close to each other, but I don't know. Like I couldn't see anyone beyond who I was standing with, but Yeah. It was that was really great to see and some great, great speeches. Yeah, it was really moving. I really liked Elijah Sindelar and, oh, and Preston. Definitely. Sindelar's oh um focus on family like really hit me. Yeah. That was it was overall just really an incredible experience. Hmm. And seeing actually President Daniel speak was was really cool because I've talked to him, but you you know he usually just puts out every year a letter to students. He doesn't really hold these speaking events mm. all that often, and for him to speak in front of everyone there about it 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 means serious business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It means something serious, and well, I think probably one of the best quotes was Tyler's in the pantheon of Purdue alumni and. When you think of Purdue alumni, you think John Wooden, Drew Brees, Neil Arm. Well, 
for sports. Neil Armstrong yeah. as well. You know, it's a lot of very famous names, and for him to be up there, which he certainly is, is incredible to see. And I imagine there's plans for a statue probably over by Ross Age would be my guess. And I hope I would I would love to see that. I know there's a petition going around, but that's not what you know. What makes the decision yeah. isn't going to be the petition; it's going to be the board of directors. Yeah, and... like the least they can do is um, have something to be added to the south end zone that they're planning to expand to. That would be the place to do it. Oh, are they, they... expanding the south end zone? I didn't yeah, know apparently they're closing off the stadium entirely. I kind of I I really like the open part though. I yeah. I don't like I don't like feeling trapped. In a stadium. Right. As fun as it would be to be like every other Big Ten band and come out of a tunnel entrance and everything, it's kind of refreshing to like actually look outside and not be trapped in some metal dome. Because yeah. we, when we traveled to Michigan State, that was probably the worst stadium <laughs> experience I've ever had. Um, it, the problem wasn't them sticking us on the on the sideline for the entire time. Yes, that was a problem, and it was very cramped and dumb and their their band didn't even interact with us aside from one point where like our uh drum lines drummed off or whatever but the problem was it just felt like a metal enclosure that you were forced to be sitting in and it was an eyesore the entire time and i never felt so relieved more than getting out of there (laughs) well there's um, There's something going on. I think no, no, no. I definitely know what's going on. The Colts are playing the Chiefs right now, and they just scored a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll be done before the end of the game. Unfortunately, I don't watch too much NFL stuff, but I do watch a lot of college football. Yep. Oh, we'll call it. <laughs> the Colts just scored. No, no. I, I saw a bunch of people outside with Colts jerseys watching the game. Oh, uh, and they were talking about it. Um. So Will and I went sledding this morning. It's a Purdue tradition over on Slater Hill um, to go sledding when it snows. And we have uh, probably five or six inches of snow by now. There's a lot of snow. I, I, I don't know because, like, Indiana, you either only get a half inch every couple days. It melts away in, like, three or you get a dump like this one. <laughs> this happens like every four years. And so the last time I saw this, I was a uh, sophomore in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and school was canceled for six days. Six days? Oh, man. Yeah. I once had no, school no, no. canceled for a week because we got a snowstorm in the middle of October and it knocked power out for a week. <sighs> it was miserable. Yeah. My, my dad was, I think he was in China or Germany on a, on a business trip. And he couldn't come back. Well, he he had to stay there for the business trip. So, like, he had went and bought a generator, like this giant industrial generator. So we had power. We had refrigeration and lights and heat. But I made a lot of money that week plowing driveways for 20 bucks of gas. Oh, my gosh. I would just go out, plow, come back, and I get a call, and they'd be like, oh, can you come shovel, too? I was like, yeah, sure. It's like 10 more bucks. They're like, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. And then they'd pay me 10 bucks. They're like, oh, you did a great job. Here's like 20 more. I was like, yes, making a lot of money. That's how you got to do it up in well, the Northeast. Yeah, you've you've seen my house, though, and how it's like close to nobody at all. Well, you got the people in that circle there. 
Uh, a lot of them aren't even home most of the time. Most of them are away. Like I'm pretty sure these are their second. These are their summer houses, right? Because it's on a reservoir. So, yeah. Uh oh yeah, and then my st- my stepdad goes out and gets like this machine that literally blows snow out of your driveway <laughs> as soon as I graduate. Like, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we could have used that for the four years I was staying in there. Yeah, we had uh, we got this like 1987 Alice Chalmers tractor, and we would just like muscle a plow on the front every year, and it was miserable putting the plow on or taking like the mower deck off. But I mean, that thing could run through anything. So you yeah, would yeah just that's how do... people do it. They just stick plows on anything they can. And right, just... and then after that, my my dad. <laughs> He went and he bought this John Deere tractor, like the the best John Deere he could get. And that thing is like going from that other tractor to this one. It's going from like a, a, a 93 Toyota Camry where it works and it's great to like a Maserati where you're just, oh, dude, like you would touch the gas and the sink's just gone down the road and it's like there's piles of snow to the side. And then we actually had... Well, Ferrari still makes tractors, right? I don't think so. No, I was Lamborghini (laughs) that started making tractors. But, so, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I know. We had this other tractor. It was a front bucket loader. And I was like, why don't you use the bucket loader for snow? And, you know, we we never ended up doing that. But then one attachment that my dad got was... Not a plow, not a snow blower, but a snow thrower. And this thing was probably six feet wide, four feet tall, and it's just mounted to the back. And you would drive in reverse, and it would just throw, like, it's four feet tall, so you could throw four feet of snow just off to the side. You would, you would do an entire driveway in no time, and it was the greatest thing. But... Anyways, we got a bit off topic there. We we were over sledding on Slater Hill, and so our original plan was we were just going to – I had these, like, buckets, plastic buckets in my room, and we were going to take those. We were going to, like, sit in them or kneel in them and go down the hill. And we also brought the lids just in case. So we carry them over, <laughs> and Will got in it first. These things are flimsy pieces of plastic. Like <laughs> – the problem is you need to lean back in them for them to actually stick to the ground. Mm-hmm. And you can't exactly do that if they break very easily. Right. So I gave Will a shove and he, the thing tipped over and he just tumbled out. So then we're like, okay, let's use the lids. And, and the that, lids didn't That barely work. worked as well. And so, and there's people going down on air mattresses, on cardboard. So after the plastic didn't really work. We spent probably 20 minutes just looking for something to actually use. And then we settled on like <laughs> well, we really found... soaked pieces of cardboard that were right. there on the ground already. <laughs> and those worked. Those the, worked really those well. Those went a bit further, but <laughs> it gets better. You, you, didn't, you wouldn't think something uh, like impractical like that would work better but um you a trash bag ended up doing the trick better than a piece of cardboard right i just i just hear will he goes jeff jeff look what i got and he comes over with two trash bags and he goes there's holes in them and everything put it on 
<laughs> so I we we strap into these. Well, yeah, I, I'd seen other people using it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> it actually works. So we strap into these trash bags. We're literally wearing them like ponchos. And I lie down on my back, and I've got my arms crossed in front of me like I'm in a coffin. I go, Will, push me. And he gives me a shove. And this is a steep hill. I go flying down the hill. I hit a bump halfway down. I go sideways, and I roll on yeah, my side the, the, the rest bump, of the The way. bump was the ramp you destroyed. <laughs> Wait, that was the ramp? Yes. Oh, no. People were building a ramp on the hill, and I didn't realize I hit it, but, like... Yeah, it had already gotten destroyed earlier. It was, like, a quarter of um, a prop-up table. Oh, man. And... But it was just... <laughs> so, yeah, what worked best is we just put on, like, these low-friction trash bags and slid down on our stomachs or our backs, and it was it was great. Yeah, all you have to do is keep your arms and legs up in the air. The, the thing that worked the most for me... Was like just getting into a cannonball formation, like I'm a turtle sliding on a shell. It was that was the furthest I ever went down the hill was doing that. Oh my goodness! So and then the two times I almost kicked Jeff in the face doing that as well. Yeah, I would slide down and then Will would come after me and I would like stop rolling and then I'd have enough time to look up the hill and just see Will barreling down towards me. He stopped in time both times, but, like, the second time, it was incredible. He's sliding down, and I see him coming. I'm like, he's not going to stop in time. And he just sticks out his foot and just stood up. He's going, like, easily 20 miles an hour. Like, you were moving. And he just sticks his leg out and stands up. I was like, oh, my goodness. But it was. I mean, you did, like, three barrel rolls. <laughs> yeah, I rolled away. And it was, it was a great time. Let's go sliding tomorrow. I'm down. But <laughs> uh, yeah, if I get my work done, <laughs> or if I'm not playing Smash, <laughs> yeah, Will bought a Switch and is playing Super Smash Bros. a lot. There's not a lot to do when your laptop doesn't have a very high capacity, but it it was it was something. Like I had right. always gotten consoles with my brother, and most of the time we split the money. Like we had gotten our uh, Nintendo Wii together when that first came out. And this Switch, I played Smash, and I was instantly hooked. It, it reminded me of the good times of playing with my brother. Um, that was, God, 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, actually, probably 12 or 13. Uh, the we, Wii came out in 06. 06, but, yeah. All right. So, 11, I, 11 to 10 years ago. Oh, my God. I, I miss those times, and they're just as fun as I remember, but maybe a bit more intense because... Now you're trying to win. <laughs> Well, I did try to win before, but uh now it's a fair fight. Yeah. But I think my absolute favorite part about slaying today was I just hear a bunch of people cheering and I look over to the right and there's a guy in a j- <laughs> in a Jimmy John's uniform yeah. on a on a road bike. Whipping down the hill like he's flying down the hill, he, he, and he made it. He didn't even go down like a uh, a part people were sledding down. It would have been icy a bit. It, he was smart to go down the powder oh, because absolutely. where everybody was sledding, it was icy because it was so packed. Yeah, but it, that was the funniest thing, and it, it happened. You talk it about happened freaky, twice. You talk about freaky fast delivery. People would order Jimmy Johnson, tell the guy to go down the hill, and he and he would. You talking about freaky fast delivery? Where's our Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> well, it's out for delivery, and uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna cut this off. But yeah, this has been a less NASCAR oriented episode of Bottled Up, and we'll expect him to be back. And 
yeah, we're going to move on. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Next week, we're going to have Stephen Nassi on, and that's going to be that's going to be a great show. Next week, radio show and and podcast. So thank you all for listening, and this has been another episode of Bottled Up on Wiley Radio.